Sophie Hardy and the Battle of the Myriad by M.R. Dale. Narrated by Leona Hall. Chapter 13. A Leap of Faith. Staring at Sophie as she arrived back in her room were Clara, Yasmin, Lizzie and now Kingsley, who the others had messaged while she had been away. The messages had now got through because King had stopped filtering them and Kingsley had been alerted about the meeting as soon as Clara had messaged him because of the filter being taken off. Just in the last week, he had learnt many new talents and had mastered ones that he had just begun to discover. He could now portal with ease to exact locations, had even more control over the balls of energy that shot out of his hands and was becoming a dab hand at the finer skills of changing other living creatures. He had decided, though, that because of what happened last week, doing things like ageing would not be in good taste right now. Kingsley had also taken the girls as his new family, and they each trusted one another implicitly. Even Lizzie, who Kingsley had never met before, seemed to slide right into his friendship as well as Lizzie could. Hey, Kingsley said as Sophie woke up. Sophie stood up from her bed and gave him a huge hug, as if she hadn't seen him in months. Can we go now? Clara asked impatiently. Due to Clara's lack of patience, for a split second more, Sophie wondered if what they were doing was the right thing. Are you okay to go? Kingsley asked, breaking Sophie's thought train and making her decide that surely this was the right thing to do. Kingsley would stop them if it was in any way dangerous to them. Mum is sleeping, Lizzie said. What about you, Yaz? Sophie asked, realising that her friend might not be allowed to spend all day on her implant. Mum has gone to work and won't be back until this evening, and Dad is away again. They think I'm round her anyway, she replied. I'm all set. Would you like me to teleport you there? Kingsley asked, assuming the girls would want to go there in person. There's no way we're going as our regular selves, not the first time, Sophie responded. The other three girls nodded reluctantly in agreement. They were about to go into literally uncharted territory for humans and it would have been foolish for them to think there would be no chance of danger at all from a group of individuals who had potentially spent the last ten years plotting against their kind. Can you send us the coordinates? Clara asked. Yasmin jumped in before Kingsley could send anything. If he sends us them in a message, King will be able to track them and go himself, she correctly pointed out. That might be a good thing, Sophie suggested, deciding that now would be a good idea to share the bare bones of a potentially overthought plan. How? Clara asked. At the moment, King hasn't got the coordinates, has he? Sophie asked, aiming her question at Kingsley. As you have never sent them to anyone in a message. Kingsley shook his head. As soon as we go, King will be able to track us. He's already rushing the training of his new recruits. The race to save his company is clouding his judgment. Just look at that farce of a press conference. If we go straight away and let him follow, then he will mess up and we can capitalise, Sophie said. Four children were completely baffled by Sophie's proposal. It didn't seem to hold water at all. A man that clever, rushing into something this big, that will save him and his company? I don't think so. I don't like the man because he abandoned us, but King doesn't make mistakes like that, Clara snapped back. Sophie tried to think like King, like she had successfully done earlier, and tried to piece together how they could potentially outwit him. If I was him, and I didn't know where my battle was to take place, then I would keep building an army until I did so. However, if I was on a time limit, like he is because his company's reputation is getting worse by the minute, and someone told me exactly where to go, 
I would be going as soon as possible to make sure no further damage was done in case it became irreparable. He doesn't know how long a battle would take. It could take days or weeks. He needs to get started straight away if he possibly can. His company is always his first priority. I'm banking on it. Yasmin, Clara and Kingsley looked confused, while Lizzie looked to be listening attentively and learning what she could. So we need him to be hot-headed, panicky and rush in with what he has, Clara surmised and Sophie nodded. A man who is renowned for being calm under pressure. He isn't calm. His company is about to fall, Sophie argued back. He wouldn't be training children with time dilators if that were the case. The other four could sort of see some logic and decided to go with it after some very careful thinking and a few more explanations on Sophie's part. They trusted Sophie, but they also understood it was a huge risk. If they were to just get Kingsley to write the coordinates down on paper in Sophie's room, then they could go and not be tracked by King. However, Sophie could see that King had other, more horrible ways that he could get the information that he needed out of them, and Sophie didn't like the idea of Lizzie being put in the nightmare programme and being tortured for the coordinates. If King wanted them that badly, he could have them. At least this way they might get some sort of upper hand on a man who had just wasted a press conference. I've tried to warn them something might be coming, but I can't tell them what. It would definitely be more convincing coming from one of you three. No disrespect, Lizzie, Kingsley added. I think it's a bold choice, but if it pays off and brings King into any battle early and underprepared, then fine. Plus, like you say, if he wants the coordinates, once you've all gone, then he has other ways he could get them. Couldn't he track your implant? Yasmin asked. Not inside Meliora, no, Kingsley replied. As soon as you get near the entrance, it's like your implant gets lost in space. I can give you coordinates that would make you untraceable from the start. The girls all reluctantly agreed to give the game away to King by letting Kingsley send a message with coordinates in and letting King track it. So Kingsley logged in and messaged them all with the coordinates of just outside Meliora. Why can't Kingsley just portal our avatars there? Lizzie asked. Because he can't do that. That isn't how his changeling powers work, Sophie explained, but noticed Kingsley looking quite pleased with himself in the corner. What are you smiling at? Sophie asked. I can nearly do that now. Kingsley replied. The people of Meliora have been so helpful. I can now almost portal anything. It isn't quite ready yet, because I still need to fine-tune it, but it's just a matter of a bit more time and a bit more practice. Right now, if I did it, there's a slight chance of some adverse side effects. What would happen if you did portal one of us? Yasmin asked. Currently, you would run the risk of your avatar crashing and having to reboot because it can't physically move long distances like that. You can zone out, then zone back in again easily, but asking the projection of yourself to move that far, that quickly, without zoning out would be too much, Kingsley explained. So we can go short distances with you, Sophie asked. Yes, but I'm still working on the long distances, Kingsley smiled. It's just a matter of time. Before they left, Sophie turned to Lizzie. You won't be able to touch anything here as you haven't got a hard light avatar, she said. It isn't that we don't trust you, not at all. We just can't give you one here, as we haven't got one. Lizzie nodded and smiled straight through her sister, making no eye contact. It seemed to Sophie that Lizzie was just glad to be going. Nothing else mattered at all. What can we expect when we get there? Yasmin asked Kingsley before they all clicked on the link. It's amazing. You've never seen anything like it, Kingsley replied with great enthusiasm and a beaming smile all over his face. Sophie realised that Kingsley wasn't actually answering the question and so asked one of her own, Will they be okay with us humans coming? 
Kingsley didn't look entirely sure about what he was about to say next. Yes, I've explained who you are and how you managed to help hundreds of their kind escape Zatfor and they would be delighted to meet you, he added. Just don't say or do anything that might cause them offence or upset them. In stone silence, Sophie, Yasmin, Lizzie and Kingsley all found themselves looking at Clara. What? she asked, smiling for the first time in a while. I can watch what I say. Yasmin snorted and Sophie and Lizzie covered their mouths. Shut up, Clara said, seeing the funny side as well. In the blink of an eye, Sophie watched as her bedroom emptied save for herself and the sleeping forms of her cousin and sister. Kingsley started to move his hands in a circular motion and blue sparks appeared making a portal that he could simply step through. Sophie looked through it before zoning out and could see the countryside through the other end. As much as she wanted to step through, she decided once again that that was something that could wait. Taking a final deep breath, Sophie thought about what she was doing. The last time she tried to outwit and double-cross an adult, it had resulted in all the adults on earth without an implant disappearing and here she was about to do it again. As the message from Kingsley was sent, Alton King had a red dot appear in the corner of his eye. He took a seat in the scope control room and read it. Contained within the message was a series of numbers, coordinates. He logged back out, clearly hijacking Kingsley's implant had been a masterstroke on his part as it allowed him to see exactly where he needed to go. He stood up from the chair, clenched his fists and murmured, yes, under his breath. Jane, I'm going to fetch the girl, King said confidently. What about more, sir? Miss Sissons replied. You can't do what you want with just one child. I don't need more. You made sure of that with that modified implant you invented. You just stopped at having one copy of everyone. Why only have one copy when you can have thousands? At the computer screen, Miss Sisson's heart dropped. Very good, sir, she said, and it dawned on her exactly what King's plan entailed. He certainly wouldn't be going to Meliora underprepared, but there was no way she could get a message to Sophie and the gang without King seeing it. She crossed her fingers and hoped for the best. Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, then be sure to check out our website www.sophiehardysaga.com Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Ha <laughs>